Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 16 of the Official Gears podcast, where we're talking about everything from mouse ears to butterbeards. I'm Alan, and I'm joined with my buddy Brian, and we are some of the guys of Ears of Experience, or the Gears for short. How's it going tonight, Brian? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Staying busy. It's a good thing. Yeah, it is, and it's it's good to be back recording. Um, I feel like it's been a while. Yeah, I know it's only been about a week, <laughs> but it's... I feel like it's been a while. Like there's a, a lot of changes going on that we're going to talk about and yep. just a, a whole lot on my mind and plate when it comes to Disney. So, um, but as Alan said, we are your mouse experts. Uh, we're here to help answer all your questions when it comes to Disney and universal destinations and help you prepare for your next vacation. In case you missed it on our last episode, we discussed our top 10 attractions at magic kingdom with Josh. So that's a great episode. You can go back and listen to that was and a lot of fun. on this yeah, on this episode, we're going to be prepping you on how to plan an age-appropriate vacation for your family. So really looking forward to this series. Um, the last one, like you said, was a lot of fun ranking our favorite attractions. But our job is to prepare and plan vacations for people. And I'm really looking forward to this Travel With series because we're going to go into depth in all the different scenarios of different family types and everything that we do to help people prepare for vacation. So I'm really excited about it. Yeah. I think there's some really cool things coming up. So um, we have some great new guests coming on to help us um, cover some of those different topics too. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Hope everybody likes it. Yeah. Definitely looking forward to the guest. Um, We're going to be doing traveling with little ones, traveling with uh, preteens, young adults, all girls, all boys, special needs, adult only. Uh, we're going to cover it all. So um, it's going to be exciting. We have an episode for everybody. So all of you listening, um, there's something for you coming your way. So keep a lookout for it. Absolutely. Uh, before we get into that, though, um, it's a lot of Disney news over the last week. Um, just a lot of news in general of Universal Disney movies. Um, it seems like we're always talking something on Disney+. Plus. Have you seen the uh, trailers for the Kenobi series? I purposely did not watch them yet. I purposely didn't watch them yet. I, I haven't watched any of the trailers for uh, Mandalorian season two yet either. I'm, I'm waiting until one. it gets a little closer, um, you know, before I get too excited. But I'm excited about the series. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Um, I like you and McGregor coming back as Obi Wan. Um, yes. So I, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty cool. But I'm trying to, to I, pace myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't watch any of the um, any of the trailers either. When I saw it start to come on, I got like five seconds, and I was like, "Oh, I got to change the channel. I can't. I can't see this yet. I'm not ready. Uh, I need it to be available so I can watch the first episode." Same thing with Mandalorian. Um, but I'm excited. I love the idea that we get to go back and see. You know, we get to fill in the gap. You know, yep. bef- when when. Uh, Anakin turned until Luke came, you know, we, we get to fill in the gaps and, and figure out what happened to Obi-Wan. Um, it'd be really cool if they kind of did something very similar for, um, you know, the Fett. Um, they kind of teased it a little bit in uh, the um, uh, Rise of Skywalker where they had Leia and Luke, you know, Jedi training in the fields and in the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be kind of neat if they can do that with a few more characters, just fill in the gap. Kind of like what they right. tried to do with the solo story. Um, so I, I like where this is headed with the Kenobi series. And I know they've got a few other star Wars things planned, 
Um, really excited for it to come out though. Can't wait. Yeah. And we don't have dates for Kenobi yet, but um, I no. do believe that Mandalorian 2 is supposed to be in October, right? Second They're week, October. I think something. Yeah, sometime in October. It's, it's not too far away. I hope we're not in Disney when it happens, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> we Well, you know, if there's a possibility, we might be. Might there, be. There's a strong possibility. Yeah. So. We'll have to tell more about that later. But yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, some of the other things that are really cool to hear about some of the news that's coming out is that um, the Actors' Equity Union has reached an agreement with Disney um, for a way to return entertainment back to the park. So a big part of um, some of the things that are missing in the parks, we're talking, uh, you know, the Frozen uh, sing-along, Happily Ever After, or the Frozen Ever After sing-along, um, Beauty and the Beast live on stage, Lion King, Finding Nemo the Musical, um, Many of these uh, performances have actors' equity uh, entertainers in them, and there's been some kind of dispute about whether or not they uh, will have you know adequate COVID testing for them to come back to work, and whether they'll be allowed to wear masks while they're performing, things like that. Um, so, an agreement has been reached between the union um, and Disney. So, that is the first phase of trying to bring entertainment or some more entertainment back to the parks. So that is actually very good news. I'm happy to hear about that. Yeah. Just waiting for announcements now of when some of those things are going to come back. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad for those people. Um, they really are a huge part of your experience when you visit the parks. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad to see that they get to come back, not only because, you know, for, for selfish reasons that they helped me have a good experience, but those people have been with that work for a very long time now. Yep. And, you know, they, they had this contract in place. They expected to be working with Disney and then Disney reopened the park. See, these people have been sitting out of work for a while. So it's good to see that they're, you know, on their way back to making a paycheck. And, you know, like I said, as a fan, it only, um, heightens up my uh, experience in the parks and, and makes it feel more magical than what it already is. So good to have them back. Right. Like you're saying, you know, um, a lot of the actors and entertainers and stuff, most of the parks have been closed. Most of the restaurants and bars have been closed. So the musicians, everything, they don't even have side gigs to do anything, um, you know, because you, you can't gather a crowd anywhere. Um, yeah. You know, there's not a whole lot of performance going on anywhere. So um, it's good. Good opportunity. So hopefully we uh, get some good news about them coming back to the shows um, relatively soon. That would be great. Yeah. Um, one thing though that we've kind of seen um, a trend in with Universal and Disney um, are changing in park hours mm -hmm. and actually some closures to some of the parks as well. Um, I understand it. I personally don't see it as a big issue. Um, they're got to try to maximize the, the amount of time guests are in the parks. And if they've seen a trend where attendance is lower at these hours or whatever, they'll squeeze the day. Um, so maybe we can save money with staffing and things like that. I mean, at the end of the day, Disney is a business and they need to make money. Um, I don't feel like it's going to affect guest experience very much. So again, I personally don't see it as a big problem. I know some people probably do, um, but with the limited crowds the way they are, we're not hearing anybody not being able to do something on their vacation, mm -hmm. which 
typically I know when I've gone in the past, you know, we're in the parks from rope drop to, you know, fireworks and we still haven't done everything a lot of times. That's true. We haven't heard that, you know, during this, you know, last couple of months when they've been open and we've heard multiple people say, I rode uh, slinky dog four times in a row without getting off, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I'm, again, I, I don't think it's going to affect the guest experience to cut out an hour or two a day, you know, some, something like that. So. Yeah. yeah. With the lower crowds, you're, you're able to get more done in a day. Um, so, you know, it's slightly adjusting those hours and making them a little shorter. Uh, I don't think it's a huge thing. Um, you know, the nighttime is some of my favorite time in the parks. Um, yes. So there, there is that a little bit, um, you know, as we get into fall, you'll still get a little bit of time in the evening with the lights and everything on the parks, um, you know, before things close down. But um, yeah, so they're shortening the hours in the parks, but um, you know, it, it's until we can get uh, bigger attendance in the parks. Um, I don't think it's terribly unexpected, um, but there's still so much magic to do at the parks. And so we yeah. should see and do. And I feel like they've tried to balance it out where they've, they're opening a little bit later uh, or it appears to me that they're opening a little bit later, but I'm with you visiting the Disney parks at night. It's a completely different experience. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I do think I'll miss that when we go back. Um, but then we got to remember, you know, if we're going on October and the parks close at seven or six, it's still going to be twilight there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's still going to feel a little bit like the nighttime before COVID. Um, I mean, we're still not getting the fireworks and everything anyway. So, um, again, I don't know how much well, of this is going to be for me. Not yet. But yeah, not yet. Not yet. Um, one thing that I did come across, we haven't really talked so much about Universal here lately, um, but Universal is closing Volcano Bay a couple of days a week. And I kind of felt like that was a little shocking, but we are getting towards the end of the year. We're just going to start getting a little more chilly anyway. So right. maybe they're going to start seeing a drop off in attendance on that, but that has been their busiest park, I believe. Um, since, since the reopening. Reopened. But I think a lot of that has been because it's been so hot. Uh, and so you want to get out yeah. and, you know, play in the water, play in the pools, do the water slides. Um, so you're right. As, as things turn a little cooler in Florida, um, I think the, the, Volcano Bay Park will probably be a little lower attendance just because it is chilly. Um, Mm -hmm. Not cold by any means, but still chilly. Um, Yeah. So yeah, that's something too. Uh, One of the other things that um, is good news is AMC Theaters has reopened it or started their reopening process of many of the theaters across the country, um, including the Disney Springs AMC Theater, which reopened on August 20th. so that, that's some good news. Uh, they reopened and had very special prices for opening weekend. Um, they're still doing some uh, promos and things that you can do at the AMC theaters for discount tickets and things. Um, so, you know, at least being able to go out and do something um, out of the house sometimes is a good thing. Um, so if you want more information on the AMC theaters and who's opening when, um, you can actually get a list of the theaters and their opening dates at amctheaters.com for more details. Um, There is a a click there about find locations and it lists um, all the locations by state. Uh, So you can look at your state and see which facilities are going to be opening on which date. So kind of good news there too. I'm kind of anxious to get back and see a movie in a theater. I'm I'm usually not a big movie person, like theater person because it's so expensive. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm ready to get back in a movie theater and 
watch something and I'm trying to like, at this point, I don't really care. Uh, it could be, <laughs> yeah. it could be anything from, I don't know if I can sit through gone with the wind or Gettysburg, but, uh, I mean, you Pearl know, Harbor, Casablanca, four hours yeah, long. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there, there's some movies that I don't care how many times I've seen it. I can, if it's on, okay, I'll go pay. I'm ready to go sit in a movie theater, rocking the nice rocking chairs, put my feet up, you know, whatever. And, and just enjoy a movie other than on Disney plus in my living room. So yeah, and a lot of the theaters are doing more of those, um, you know, bringing movies back to the theaters for, you know, $5 movies and things like that, that um, you yep. maybe haven't seen in a while. And it's great to see them on the big screen again. So definitely yep. worth checking out um, some pretty cool opportunities there. I know our local theater um, does a lot of the animated films. Um, they bring them back for, you know, for $5 replay kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, if you're a Disney fan and you're, you're able to go see some of the Disney movies or, um, you know, DreamWorks, uh, any of that kind of stuff. It just, it's so much more interesting on the big screen. It really is it's yeah. a lot more fun. Yeah. I think it's out of the our house. Local, yeah. Our, our local one um, had Jaws and the Goonies, both for $5 uh, about a month or so ago. And I just, at that point, I was like, I just don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I'm ready. Because our, our numbers were real high at that point. And I was just, but I was like, those are two really good movies <laughs> for yeah. $5 on the big screen Yeah, for, for That's $5 that us. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for, to get back in the movies, uh, and, and watch something. Cause I think the last new movie that I watched, it was, I guess it was about two weeks ago. We rented, um, trolls world tour for the first time and I'd never seen it. So I sat and watched it cause I'm like, it's a new movie. I've seen everything on TV, sat and watched it with Abigail and I just, I kind of was like, it's, it's a good movie, I guess. Um, but it made me realize how much we're missing out, not being able to go see the new releases like Mulan um, and all the other ones that have been pushed back because of this situation. So right. I'm ready for the movies to be back like normal. Yep. Uh, so it, it's interesting to hear that you like Trolls World Tour. Um, I actually really like the Trolls movie. Um, they're good. I think it's actually got a pretty good story. It's got great music. Um, and I actually, I love the animation in it. Um, the the trolls look felt covered to me. Their clothes look like felt. I thought they did a great job. So I haven't seen world tour yet, but it is on my list. The first one I believe has a better soundtrack. Okay. So I love that soundtrack. Um, but honestly, so when we did the universal, um, the run universal, I downloaded the uh, playlist mm-hmm. for it, and uh, I forgot how much good music is on the DreamWorks movies. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of great music in the DreamWorks there, there's movies. There's a lot of, yeah. Um, the Shrek movies have some great music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was pretty surprised when I downloaded it, and I was starting to get some of those, and I was like, oh, yeah. I think one of my favorite is Hair Up off the trolls movie so <laughs> yeah uh, i'm a, i'm all about can't stop the feeling yeah yeah so. uh what was it ellen ellen's generous had, uh, justin timberlake yeah she had uh justin timberlake on her show one day and they were talking about that and she was like i just really love singing along to um and she's like you know just electric just electric and he's like it's clearly says just imagine 
And she's like, no, it doesn't. And he's like, yes, it clearly says just imagine. And That's one of the best like, things is music with people. Yeah. You're like, what? Yeah, especially when they get it wrong. And they're like, no, I, I, I sing it the right way. And the artist is like, no, you're not even close. Oh, oh yeah. So, <laughs> oh. yeah. Um, all right, moving on. The uh, next bit of news is, I guess it's some new news. Uh, on shopdisney.com, they have released two new packs of masks. So if you're planning on visiting the parks, um, they have had a Star Wars pack, four pack, a Princess four pack, a Pixar four pack, um, and then a couple other just random. They have a Marvel and then they have one of just random faces and some classic Mickey and Minnie um, patterns. But recently they have released a new Mickey and Minnie pattern four pack and a Disney Parks four pack, which has um, a Haunted Mansion design. It has a Tiki Room design, a Space Mountain design, and one that says hello, which I imagine is Small World. Um, so I think it is. Yeah, because it looks, it looks like, like the penguin small from um, yeah. Small World and one, in Mexico. And one of the hippos from uh, going through there. But mm -hmm. so just a couple options. If you guys are visiting the parks, as you know, it's masks are required. So uh, pick a couple off of Shop Disney. And you know that they're going to be acceptable in the park, so you don't have to worry about that. And for four masks for $20, I feel like that's a pretty good deal compared to, yeah. you know, what some of these people who are making them are going to charge. So, yep. Um, we so don't have to worry about that. Cause, yeah. yeah. So we don't have to worry about that because you're making ours for us. So. <laughs> Got a mask going in the background. What? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. Um, so uh, the other thing that we want to talk about before we move on is um, we've seen some aerial footage of um, construction still going on for uh, the new show at Epcot called Harmonious. So, um, you know, if you've watched uh, Illuminations or the shows at Epcot before, um, there are fireworks barges that they pull out into the lagoon um, in the afternoons once they're all loaded and um, pulled out to get ready for the show in the evening, um, like the big globe that used to come out. So um, these new barges are immense. They're huge. Um, several are. of them are done in floating, but I mean, they're way larger than the barges that were out there before. Um, so, you know, some of the, the folks out there do some aerial footage of the parks and the construction and what's going on. And um, the, the pictures of these barges are just, they're immense. They're, they're huge. So, um, you know, while we're not doing fireworks and things at the moment, um, things, you know, are still progressing when those come back. And uh, we're seeing that that infrastructure and the barges and things still kind of coming together for Harmonious at Epcot. So I'm actually kind of looking forward to that. Um, yeah. I saw Epcot Forever, the, the interim show between Illuminations and Harmonious. Um, and I liked that they brought a lot of the classic music back. Um, but it was very short to me compared to what you're used to at Epcot. Um, yeah. I liked it. There were some really cool things in it, but it, it just felt like something was still missing um, personally. Um, but, but there's some really cool effects in it and uh, it's good to hear some of the classic music back. But I'm curious to see where Harmonious is going to go and what they're going to do. Yeah. Barges um, are huge. 
it's kind of one of those things like they always say you don't want to be the person that follows the best person and you know whatever it is like yep. nobody wanted nobody wanted to follow michael jordan on the basketball team nobody wanted to follow um the greatest president like nobody wanted to be the president after the you know so with that being said i wonder if it's one of those things disney said you know we had a really good show we're not going to put so much not that they didn't put so much effort into um epcot forever but they knew they had this one coming out mm-hmm. so it was kind of like let's just give a nighttime show that covers you know a lot of what people like until this one's ready um i never actually stopped and watched it I did. I, I listened to it as we went around the parks because it was. It's one of those you got to have a really good seat, or else it's hard to kind of see what's going on. Um, For Epcot Forever, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, or just the Epcot shows in general because they're just kind of in the water, uh, like yeah. in, in the middle. Of, um, so you're always looking over somebody's shoulder, you know, behind a tree or a building or something. So um, I didn't. Like I said I didn't stop to watch Epcot Forever. Uh, but I will watch Harmonious because those barges, I feel like if they connect them or, or whatever they're planning on doing, they can make a massive stage. It's almost an that. island. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so it's going to be interesting to see what they do with it for sure. Um, and I think it'll get a lot better reviews because it's not going to be the show right after everybody's favorite. Yeah. We, we saw that with the, um, the castle shows. You know, when they took that first one away, um, the one right after everybody was kind of, it's okay or whatever. And now everybody loves it again. Mm-hmm. So um, I wonder if it had the same effect with Harmonious as it did. That could be part of the plan. Yeah. Uh, but it's it looks really cool. So I can't wait to see it. What does. You do. It does. And I, I'm glad to see we got an update on a lot of the construction um, mm-hmm. going on in the parks. So, uh, and not just there, Universal 2 has put up several pictures lately of the unnamed Jurassic Park roller coaster. Um, I saw <laughs> the worst Lance. kept secret in Orlando. Yeah, <laughs> according I, I to Lindsay. Pictures, um, well, I saw pictures today they, of a Velociraptor figure okay, being hanging installed. from a crane. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's not a Velociraptor. It's completely wrapped in plastic, so you can't tell what it is. But it's shaped exactly like a Velociraptor, and you're like, "Huh? Okay, that's kind of interesting." It, Nothing to see. It here, looks folks. just like moving. no. It looks just like blue and wrapping paper. On it. Exactly, like it's, it does. So like, you know what it like is. When, yeah, like when you wrap, you know, a, a dinosaur out of a box for a kid at Christmas, and you're like, clearly, what shape is this? You know, it, it, yeah. it like when Harry Potter got the broom. You know, gee, what could this be? Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. really funny. It's, um, it's exactly what it is, and and they they still haven't really given a, a whole lot of details out about the ride. It, it is funny. You're getting this picture of the dinosaur right in front of all the tracks. Yep. So hanging just, right over the tracks. Come on, just come on and say it. <laughs> so. like, nothing to see here, folks. Just a flying dinosaur wrapped in plastic. Nobody, yeah, nothing to see. Just, just uh, announce it. It's, it's. So. Uh, I feel they didn't wait this long for Hagrid's. Hagrid's, no. they had an announcement pretty early that it was coming. So I, I, I don't understand. The reason for delaying it, but it's uh, like, yeah, worst kept secret ever because it's kind of really hard to miss all that roller coaster track wrapping around the lagoon and and the Discovery yep. Center. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh well, it is what it is. We'll we'll find out uh, when we get some official word and some more details in it, and we'll make sure everybody gets updated. Um, but it's cool to see the pictures that are coming along. 
Yeah. So um, that's about all we have for new uh, this episode. So um, we're going to dive back in and start our series on traveling with different family units and what you need to know before you go. Um, and we just want to start off with, again, letting everybody know what is a mouse expert. So we call ourselves the mouse experts, um, and it's what we do for you as um, independent contractors with years of experience. So, uh, you know, everybody's got somebody you go to when you have a question, right? So um, the one we hear a lot is, um, oh, my friend said, I got to go do this. My friend said, I got to do that. Um, and, and a lot of the lady agents compare it to when they're pregnant and they're going to have a child. And everybody tells them what you have to do with the kid. And you get tons of information from everybody. And the only one you really pay attention to is like your family and your doctor and that's it. Um, so same kind of thing here is, do you want to listen to all the, oh, I heard this, my friend did that, um, secondhand kind of information you get? Or do you want to go with somebody who has folks in the park all the time and this is what we do? So yeah. not to toot our own horns, but yeah, we, we do have... Um, Agents in the parks literally almost every day of the year in at least one of the parks. Um, and they're always sharing information and updating with us. So we get some of the most updated information um, being that we are um, contractors that work with Disney and Universal, SeaWorld, et cetera. Um, you know, we get information directly from the source of what they're, they're doing, what they're not doing. So all the information on COVID and masks and things like that, that changes on a daily basis. Uh, you know, we're getting that information. So uh, we're here to help set you up for success for your trip. Um, use us as your mouse experts to make sure that you're getting um, some of the most accurate information that we can provide. Um, so some of the things that we do is we book multiple destinations for Disney. So no matter where you wanna go with Disney, we can probably help. Um, if you are looking stateside here in the US, we work with the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando. Uh, we work with Disney Cruise Lines for all of their destinations and sailing ports. Uh, we work with the Disneyland Resort out in California, uh, which we're hoping will be opening soon because like things it. are happening. We're, we're seeing things happen out there as well. So um, we're like having our fingers crossed for Disneyland. Um, we work with the Alani Resort and Spa in Ko'olina, Hawaii. So if you want to have um, an amazing Hawaiian experience uh, with a Disney flair, um, talk to us about Alani. Um, it's a beautiful resort. Um, they have their own private beaches and a lot of the amenities you expect when you go to a Disney resort, um, characters are out there, you do character experiences um, once they reopen as well. Uh, there's another um, type of vacation you can do with Disney that a lot of people don't realize is out there. I don't think it gets um, the same kind of information that the parks and Disney Cruise Lines does. Um, and that's called Adventures by Disney. So Adventures by Disney is a group guided travel to six of the seven continents. Um, uh, to all different destinations. You can do an Italy Adventures by Disney trip. You can do um, an African Safari uh, Adventures by Disney trip. You can do domestic trips here to New York or Utah and the um, Arch Rock Park. Um, there's so many different things you can do. Um, Emma Waterways, if you wanted to do a river cruise through Europe and wake up every day in a different port, um, there's some really cool things you can do out there. Um, it, it's something if you're interested in, in trying something a little different, the groups are typically limited to about 40 guests and there's at least two um, Disney tour guides with each group. Um, so it, it's a really cool, unique experience. Um, ask us about that if you're interested in seeing Europe or something like that again with a little bit of a Disney flair. Um, we also talk about Universal Orlando quite a bit and Universal Studios Hollywood. Those are destinations we can help you with as well. 
So while Universal Orlando is open, just like Walt Disney World, um, we're hoping that Universal Studios Hollywood uh, is also preparing. Um, the way their property and resort is set up in California, um, it's not as easy to get up close to see that they're preparing, um, but I'm pretty sure they are getting ready to roll some things out there as well, um, as soon as they get a green light in California. Um, we also work with places like SeaWorld and Legoland, um, uh, Sesame Parks, uh, a lot of different things that we can do to help you with your different vacations and destinations, depending on where you want to go. And um, we're actually rolling out some other non-Disney destinations a bit as well. So um, if you've talked to us about Disney before and maybe you don't want to go every single year or you're not um, you know, sure that's ready for you right this time, you want to do something a little closer to home, um, feel free to reach out to us and let us know. Uh, we are able to provide um, some other destinations and things out there as well too. So when we service all these destinations, um, what do we mean by servicing these destinations? What kind of service, excuse me, what kind of services do we provide? So we provide assistance with choosing the right resorts, whether you need a package or just rooms or tickets. Uh, we help you with dining information. Um, if you're going to the parks, the resorts or Disney destination, universal destination, um, we have exclusive tips and tricks that we have access to that are gonna help you make the most of your day, things you might not have thought about in the past, um, you know, personal experiences that we have had as uh, contractors with ears. So there's a lot of information that we have that um, we know to look out for. Um, and some of that's what we're talking about with our upcoming series about traveling with different family units, things like that. There's a lot of information there um, that can help you actually make the most of your vacation and make it what you want to see. And when we do all this, a lot of people ask us, well, you know, what does this cost? You know, you guys do all this work for us. Um, you know, what are we going to have to pay? Um, for all of this. And essentially, we do not have a fee if you book a package with us. So if you book resorts and tickets or travel, um, you know, basically more than two things, uh, our commissions and the information that we get where we get paid is actually paid to us by Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, etc. So that is built into the price you're seeing. So we just want to let you know that um, if you book with us, as opposed to booking directly online, you're paying our service fee anyway, whether you're getting it or not. So just something to think about there as well. Um, and then finally, we have um, the idea of when does our service begin and end with you? And our service really starts from the moment you reach out to us um, and you have information or you would like some more information about traveling to one of these destinations. Um, and then it stays with you while you travel and until you return home and after. So we're with you every step of the way. Um, we have um, uh, specific um, phone numbers. You can text us if you're at the parks or at the resorts um, and you have questions, anything like that, you can reach out to us directly for information uh, and we'll do our best to help you and take care of anything you have while you're there. Whoa, that's a lot of information. But I do want to reiterate a few things that you said before we move okay. on. Um, sure. One, one are the, is the destinations that we book. So a lot of people... They travel to Walt Disney World every year. Um, that's just what they know. That's that's kind of their go-to thing. They've got their mm -hmm. resort they always stay at. Um, but I, I, there are a lot of different options. So if you're you know thinking about branching out, you know maybe try Universal Orlando, um, Disney Cruise Line. Um, you know one of the other destinations are you know that that's always an option just to kind of shake things up a little bit. Um, Absolutely. The you, you, everybody can go online 
they can research all the blogs and everything to find the best resource, the best time to go. A lot of times people don't realize that information is out of date. Um, I can't tell me, uh, tell you how many times I've seen people get the books. Um, mm-hmm. the, Ultimate Guide to Disney. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, for, for 2020, that was written in 2019. Mm-hmm. If you bought one of those books last year, it did you absolutely no good this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and, and I know that doesn't happen every year, but how often does Disney come out with um, ride closures or temporary show closures or adjusting park hours or you know things like that? Um, they think they had an idea of the trends when promos came out and things like that. So they had you know, be careful of this week because it's free dining or whatever, but that stuff changes on the spur of the moment. So those books and the online blogs, they're pointless a lot of times. So using people like us, it's, I mean, it's only to their benefit. Um, Our, you know, we have no fees for most, most of the occasions. Um, And you mentioned the, you know, if you're pregnant type scenario, I look at it this way. You, you have a guy to fix your car. If it breaks down, you have a guy who does your taxes. Uh, you have a person who you go to for, uh, medical advice for the most part. If you don't want to go to your doctor, you have a guy for everybody, everything. You have a guy that comes and fixes your roof. You have, I mean, you have a guy, electricians, a, a person for some scenario in your life. Why not have a travel expert? That, that especially with you no nothing. cost. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, this, a, a Disney vacation, let's be honest, other than your honeymoon is probably the most expensive vacation you're ever going to take for, for the most part, whether it's a Disney cruise. I mean, they don't have to be, but unless you're going all out on, um, you know, a beach vacation, you know, something like that, a Disney vacation can be quite expensive. If you do the full Disney experience, a lot of times, so you want to make sure you do it right. Do it with people who have the best knowledge that are going to help you get the most out of your vacation. So, yeah, that's one of those things we talk about all the time is, you know, Hey, uh, you know, my friend just got back and they said that this was amazing. We have to do it. And then you get there and you find out why did we do this? You know, it, they must've liked it, but we didn't, everybody's different. So um, yeah. we're not going to just point you at the things we like. We want to find out more about you and um, what your vacation should look like, which we're going to talk about in a little bit and um, help point you in those right directions. What's yeah. going to be great for you. So be, before well, just go ahead and get into this, but before I sit down with the client and I'm sure you do it very similar because you and I think a lot alike on a lot of things. Um, but before we even have the conversation about planning I always ask, what are their expectations? What are you hoping to accomplish by taking this vacation? You know, what do you, when you come back home, what would you say would be your perfect vacation? If somebody was to ask you, you know, to explain it or whatever, um, like, what are your expectations? This helps set up the conversation for the rest of the time. Like you, I know from their answer, okay, if dining is important, characters are important. Um, you know, if it's a honeymoon, if it's a celebration, you know, a value resort may not be ideal for that newlywed couple. Um, you know, they may something want something more private, uh, something um, a little less kid, kid friendly. Um, so sitting down and having that conversation about what's expected really helps me as an agent plan. 
And I, like I said, I, I feel like you probably have the same conversation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because oh. uh, like I said, everybody's different. Um, you know, you may be the honeymoon couple not wanting to stay at a value resort, wanting a little more um, luxury or finesse in your trip. Or you might be a family of five who just really wants to go to Disney, but, um, you know, the, the Grand Floridian is just not in your budget. And, you know, how can you make this work? We're here to help show you how you can make that work mm-hmm. and make it work for your budget. Um, you know, we're not here to just sell you something um, that's totally out of your budget if it's not something to you. I mean, trust me, um, I will tell you there is a VIP tour that you can do um, that starts at $25,000 for just the tour. Um, and I would love to sell that to people, but that's not even in my budget. Um, it, but it, the, some of the things you can do on that tour are amazing. Um, you know, but every vacation is different and every person is different. And we're going to help you um, navigate all those ins and outs and find, you know, what's, what's really going to make your vacation memorable. Yeah. Well, you reach out I to get, the most expert. Yeah. Uh, two of the questions I get the most are, um, you know, when's the best time to go and how mm-hmm. much is it going to cost? Well, your cost depends on, you know, a hundred different variables. <laughs> a million variables. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so, again, setting those expectations of what do you want to accomplish? If you're the family of five, that is, we're going to be in the parks 12 hours a day. We don't care where we stay. A value resort probably is okay for you. Um, But if you're one of those, we're going to take some breaks. We'll probably, you know, get to the parks about an hour after opening or something. We're just going to take our time, just stroll. We come every year. It's not you know, there's not anything we have to do. We just enjoy being here. Well, a a deluxe might be something for you at that point. Um, So they're completely different conversations and it's completely different how we plan for those families and vacations because the expectations are different. So, um, but speaking of picking the perfect time. Yeah. So that's one of the questions we get a lot. Um, (laughs) Yes. So, oh my gosh, it it depends on so many different things. Are you traveling with um, children or not? So if you're not traveling with children, um, that usually comes up. People don't want to travel during a school year. They want to go in summer, typical summer vacation. So the kids aren't out of school. Um, You know, and that's definitely doable. It's something you can do. Notice that that's going to be one of the peak times typically is summer. So, you know, it's going to be a little more crowded. It's going to be a little warmer. Um, it is Orlando in July and August. So, you know, you can expect rain sometimes during the days. Um, so what really is your ideal? What are you trying to get out of this vacation? Do you want to celebrate, um, you know, a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday? The holiday times are so amazing at the parks. Um, so again, it just really goes back to that expectation of what do you want to get out of this vacation and what, what do you want to see? What do you want to do? Um, there is no perfect right time of the year for everybody. Yeah, that's one of those. And again, the age of your children, are you traveling with children or not with children? Um, And how old are they? So, um, you know, one of the things I try to recommend to people is um, if you are traveling with small children who need naps during the day, and um, you know, your, your main park is probably going to be Magic Kingdom, where all the things are that the littler kids um, really engage with. um, I recommend a monorail or at least um, the Wilderness Lodge. Those are deluxe resorts. But if you need to take a break and step out of the park and get back to your room for a quick nap or a quick dip in the pool, um, the convenience of being right there close to them 
is sometimes worth the money. Um, we talk about things when you are traveling with small children um, on a cruise or a vacation like this. Um, you could go to a value resort and um, notice that the value resorts don't have balconies. So if you go back and your kids are going to take a nap, do you want to sit in the dark room with your kids while they take a nap? Or would you like to have that balcony where you could leave the door open a little bit, um, curtain closed, and you know be right there accessible to your kids if you hear them? But you can sit outside on the on the balcony and you know have an adult beverage or enjoy some downtime with a book. There's so many different things to to take into account, um, time of year and, and the type of family unit you have going with you. So, lots of different options yeah. there. Yeah, I, I get a lot that we want to see the parks at Christmas time, um, but we can only go during Christmas break. And Oof. you know, and and that's another you know conversation. Where what what do you expect? Because if you have small kids and you're expecting to have a normal Disney vacation, but you still want to see the holiday decorations, you're going to have to alter your plans a little bit because if the lines are typically a lot longer, um, park hopping oftentimes is not available because parks reach max capacity. capacity. Mm -hmm. And so you, you can't get in. And most of the time that's Magic Kingdom. Um, here lately, it's been Hollywood Studios as well because of Galaxy's Edge. Um, right. So it, it's another conversation that has to be had where, you know, it, what's important to you? Seeing the decorations or allowing your kids to have a, a good vacation where they're maybe not so cranky because they don't have to wait in line so long and, and things like that. Um, but you're right. I mean, it, it's all about, you know, what are you trying to get? When do you want to go? Um and then what's appropriate for your kids. And we're going to go over that, you know, in future episodes um, because traveling with teenagers or preteens, it's a lot different than traveling with infants. Um, you know, they're a little older, they can stand in lines a little bit longer, things like that. So um, you really need to know your family, your dynamic and what you expect to get out of your vacation. And the needs and just of your family to too. Choose, yeah. And that's just to choose a, per, you know, a, a time to go because you're right. There, there's no perfect time. There's no perfect age. There's no perfect time. I, I take that back. Any time is a perfect time. True. Any age is a perfect age. True. Yeah. But um, one is not better than the other. Like everything, it's going to be different every time you go. I mean, you and I go all the time and every time we go, it's different. Yep. So you're never going to have the same vacation. Mm-hmm. That's, that's part of the best part of it is that you can always go back and experience something new. Um, yeah. You know, there's, you're like, oh, you've seen the ride. You've seen the ride. Is, you know, what are you going to do? No, there's always something new going on down there um, yeah. at any of the resorts or the cruise line or anything. Um, yeah. So the next thing that we want to talk about is um, where are you going to stay? How do you choose a resort that works best for your family? So as we've kind of alluded to, there's a lot of different things that we want to talk to you about. You know, are you traveling with small children or not small children? Do you need nap time? Um, you know, so many questions. Um, but some of the things we talk about are, are resort amenities important to you? Um, do you want a nice luxury resort where you can go and relax? Do you want a nice restaurant at the resort so you don't have to travel to it? Do you want, um, you know, convenient transportation options to get back and forth to the parks or, um, you know, to other resorts for other dining locations and things like that? Um, you know, what, what part of the resort is important to you? Um, how large a room do you need? Are you traveling with a small child or several? And maybe you need um, the pack and play in the room um, for your smaller children. Um, so having a room that has a pack and play available or has space for that um, is very important to know as well. 
Um, and then if you are traveling with small children, do you need a way to heat up or wash out bottles? What is your plan for bottle feeding if you're bottle feeding or nursing um, when you're taking a small child to the parks? How are you going to make sure that you're consistent with that? So uh, sometimes that will adjust the room type that you have too that gives you a little more convenience. Uh, does anyone in your party require a nap? We've talked about before. Uh, I know <laughs> there's days we're down there. I would love to go back to the hotel and take a quick nap and go back and yes. finish my day because it just makes yes. it so much more refreshing. But if not, if not a nap, then what about pool? So if you're the kind of people who want to get up and do rope drop in the morning and see everything that you can, maybe in the afternoon you come back to the resort and you take a dip in the pool and refresh instead of a nap. And then you clean up and go back to the park later um, once the main heat of the day is kind of gone. A um, lot of different things that we will look at to help find which resort is probably a better fit for you um, as opposed to just price point. Because again, price point is a big thing and we don't want to put you out of your budget. Um, but sometimes those little things that we've, we know or thought about, um, that we can at least let you consider make a huge difference. You know, is it $500 more for the convenience of being on the monorail, um, and the ability to go back and take a nap and sit outside while my kids are napping? Um, you know, it's amazing what that can do for the rest of your vacation because everybody should have a good time. Yeah. And you know, there, there's some things that I, I was thinking about. Um, one of them is when you were talking about budget and everything, you know, how much is saving an hour of your time worth it to you? Mm -hmm. um, if it's a couple hundred extra dollars to stay at a moderate, um, is that hour a day not waiting on the buses um, because you can take the Skyliner or you can take a boat or you can walk, you know, from one of the deluxes mm -hmm. to Epcot or Hollywood Studios? How much is that worth it to you? Um, you know, so those are options to think about. If you're leaving the park early, but you don't have plans for dinner, um, do you want the uh, food court style um, meals every night? Or would you rather have a sit down restaurant? Um, because, you know, the value resorts don't have, uh, you know, some, some dining options. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the table service. So, um, you know, is that is that important to you? Um, there's little things here and there. Um, you know, is the theming of the resort important to your kids? You know, do you want something that's going to appeal to their eyes? You know, stuff like that, um, that a lot of people don't take into account when they book vacations. They're thinking price, 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 price. And we understand that. Um, everybody's yeah, definitely a budget. part of it. Yeah, every, everybody has a budget, but it is one of those, you know, if it's only a little bit extra here and there, is it worth it to you? And it may not be, it's, it's not worth it to everybody. Like I said, there's some people who we're going to be in the parks 12 hours a day. We don't care. We'll sleep in the parks if they'd let us, you know, um, we don't, we don't care. We'll sleep on the floor. We just want mm -hmm. to be in the parks as much as possible. So um, again, it's not every, it's not for everybody, but for those that it's important to, we want to make sure that they're aware of it. So. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So many different things we can bring into that. Yeah. Um, the next thing, you know, we have our, um, uh, we have our time of year that we're going, we, we have the time, we have the resort that we're really, really inter interested in. Uh, the next thing we want to know is your family dynamic. Um, do you have little ones? Do you have preteens? Do you have all boys? Do you have all girls? Do you have somebody with special needs? Do you have grandparents going? Um, little things like that help us cater to your needs, help us figure out, you know, a plan for you. Um, if you have all girls, a little mermaid room at Art of Animation may be something that 
you know, is an option for you. But if you have boys, they may not be into the art of animation, Little Mermaid Room. Uh, they may the prefer room. the, yeah, at, uh, at uh, Caribbean Beach or maybe the Jurassic Park suite at, um, in, in Universal, Universal. Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, if you have our girls, again, they may want the uh, princess themed room at uh, Port Orleans French Quarter uh, or Riverside. Um, so little things like that. Um, if you have a mixed group of six, an art of animation Lion King suite may be better than the car suite. So um, just knowing things like that help us figure out which room options, which resorts might be better for you. Um, if you have a family member that requires a wheelchair, uh, wheelchair access um, or you know a scooter or something, a monorail resort may be better for you. So that way they can get on the monorail and they don't have to transport the scooter or wheelchair every time they get on and off a bus. So mm-hmm. um, do you have a party of five? Not every resort has a fifth sleeper option unless you wanna do a rollaway and some of those um, it's a really, really tight fit. So do you need to pull out a uh, fifth sleeper option like at Port Orleans, Riverside, um, or the Riviera, or some of the others? Um, so lots of different dynamic issues that we run into when we're booking. So the more we know about your family and your family dynamic, the better off we can you know, plan for you. And I mean, it's it comes back to expectations and, and knowing what your family's like. So um, the more we know, the better we are. Well, that one sounds thing we so to... cliche. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, but one thing that, to point out there when you're looking at that um, is the number of people in your room. Please keep in mind, we're not, um, we're not here to make things difficult. But when you're booking a resort room, resorts do have fire codes and um, occupancy yes. rules for rooms. So um, there may be you know, five of you traveling and an infant, but that infant still counts as a person in the room. Um, so that really pushes you to six. And so some of the rooms yes. will not accommodate six, um, you know, unless you step up to a larger uh, room. So just things like that, that we're going to be aware of and help you navigate as well. Um, that fifth sleeper option with those little fold down beds are really kind of cool. Um, we've gotten it in the past because it was somewhere nice to put your luggage. Um, so you had a nice space to put your luggage off the floor. Um, and now that many of the resorts are being remodeled, um, the beds are being raised up a little bit and put on a platform so you can actually put things under the bed and out of the way mm-hmm. um, while you're there too. But um, just keep in mind, you know, we're not trying to be difficult with your room <laughs> with the um, number of guests traveling, but you know, we, we do have to keep in mind fire code occupancy um, regulations and things like that. Um, yeah. So one of those things that we hear sometimes, but yeah, just keep that yeah. in mind. We, cause we do get a lot of, well, you know, Disney just won't find out they, you know, we can hide them or whatever. And it's not, there's a lot of issues with that, not just the fire um, codes, but I mean, us as agents, we can get in trouble for that. We can, we can lose um, our, yeah, we can, we can lose our credibility and, and, you know, license with Disney. Um, But then if you have tickets, you only get tickets, you know, for the people that are attached to your room. And I know people say, well, we'll just add an extra ticket on and pay for that separately. But then when you go to book your boarding group for Rise of the Resistance or, you know, the park reservation system, you're not all linked. So getting that kind of thing is, is, yeah. So just like Alan said, just, just, just be, um, just be mindful and and be respectful of the rules and, and, and and follow them. I mean, it's only $25 extra, I think adult to add them to the room. Um, so if it's there's worth it availability in your room. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like you can't, yeah. You can't put six people in a four-person room. Yeah, five, they just won't let us do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Which even brings me to a point that I, I kind of skipped over this, but if, say, you have uh, a party of five, three teenagers, um, at that point, you you might want to suggest, or we might suggest two rooms to you because we all know how long teenagers take <laughs> to get ready in the mornings. Uh, and if you're a rope drop, if you're a rope drop family, trying to get out the door at 6.30, 7 o'clock to get to breakfast and then, you know, to rope drop to the parks or whatever, you're going to be pushing it. So having, having the two room option is a wonderful thing. Um, you mentioned the beds that are in some of the new refurbished rooms. Mm-hmm. A lot of those fold up. So it yeah. gives you lots of extra space. If you're one of those families that aren't going to spend all day at the park, you're going to come back and take a break, things like that. It gives you, you know, we've all been in the crowded hotel rooms where, you know, you get the room to walk around the bed and that's, you know, go to the bathroom. That's about it. Um, yeah. Disney does give you a little bit more space, but when you fold that bed up back up into the wall, it gives you a lot of space to spread out a little bit. Um, and what these are, if you haven't seen them, it's, it's kind of like a Murphy bed. So yeah. while the bed is folded up against the wall, there's actually a table and chairs that you can use in the room. So if you yep. happen to be traveling with kids you know, during a school year and they have you know, homework or anything they still need to do while they're on vacation, now you've actually got a table and chairs to sit out and do something um, you know, on a break, uh, and then it folds down to a, a double bed or a queen bed. So uh, there's new options that they've been doing in a lot of the refurbished rooms that are very cool. Um, so yeah. keep that in mind too. Pop, Pop Century is a really well done refurbishment. Mm-hmm. Um, really, and really. Some of those like rooms moved into some of the moderates too, um, like yep. Coronado Springs. So we're seeing some yes. of those over there as well. Yep. All right, Alan. So I've got my time of year. I'm ready to go. I've picked a resort that fits and you know, my family, how many days do I need to be in the park? Well, so with you and your family, I know that you're a family of four (laughs) with two kids. Uh, It really depends. Again, this is another one of those questions that um, goes out to uh, what is your expectation? So um, know at, if you're going to Walt Disney world, there are four different theme parks and two water parks um, and the Disney Springs area. Um, as well as all the resorts and things you can do, um, golf and things like that. So um, two putt-putt golfs. Uh, if, if you want to just see the parks and nothing else, um, you know, I typically recommend four to five days. Um, so you used to get one full day in at each park and then one day to, you know, hit your favorite park again. Um, if you are looking to have a more relaxing time, you don't want to be in the parks 24-7, um, you know, maybe you'll do a seven or eight days because you can take breaks in between the parks. Maybe you do a park for a day, um, do a Disney Springs day, take a, do a park day, maybe do a water park day, um, you know, or just enjoy the resort amenities around the resort, have a nice meal at the hotel, spend some time in the pool, um, you know, go out on one of the watercraft that you can rent around the resorts. Um, there's a lot of different things you can do, but again, it totally depends. Um, the shorter number of days you have, um, the less chance you have for those breaks and, and refreshing time to um, slow down a little bit, but we can build time like that in as well during the day. Um, and then again, do you plan on visiting water parks? Uh, do you like to do putt-putt golf? Um, you know, are you an avid golfer and you want to take in one of the actual courses um, at Disney for golf? Um, there, there's no right or wrong answer here. Um, it's a matter of that expectation of what do you really want to get out of your vacation? Um, you know, do we want to go, go, go and see it all? Or do we want to have um, a more relaxed time? And that, that really 
allows you to make more of those decisions as well as how far you're traveling. Um, you know, if you are, if you only have a week off from work and you are driving, um, you know, that's going to cut into some of the time you have in the park. If you have a week off and you can fly, you can get more time in, in the parks or more time in at the resorts. Um, so many different factors on, on where you're planning uh, to get there from. So keep some of those things in mind as well. Um, one of the other things to think about is types of tickets. Now, right now, um, Disney is not selling park hopper tickets at the moment. They do plan on having those come back. Um, so you have a standard ticket, which allows you to get into one park per day. Now that means you can leave the park and you can go back to that same park for the day. So if you were um, at the Magic Kingdom in the morning and you wanted to go back to your resort and take a nap or take a dip in the pool and go back to the Magic Kingdom later that night, you can do that. Um, but in order to go from one park to the other, you have to have that park hopper ticket. And is that important to you? Um, there's also uh, hopper plus tickets that include other things like the miniature golf or the wild world of sports, uh, ESPN wide world of sports, um, the water parks. There's other options that you can do in that ticket. So um, that's part of the expectation we're going to talk to you about and what do you want to get out of your trip? Because um, there's a lot of different variances in those tickets. Yeah. So park hopping a lot of times when it's um, some people's very first time going can be a little confusing mm -hmm. um, and a little stressful. So it's not for everybody every time. Um, it all, it's often one of those things where when it comes to a budget situation, most of the time that's one of the first things I cut out. Mm -hmm. um, just to kind of save them some money because I don't want to overwhelm them and try to get too much done in one time. Um, well, and if I, it's a first trip too, and you, you want to hit as many things as you can, um, there's a lot of travel time that is involved from going from one park to another. So if it's yeah. first trip, you know, you might lose some time that you could be doing some other things if you're park hopping. Um, yep. but the flip side of that is we have had clients go that, um, maybe they have relatively young children um, you know, single digit children and they go to the magic kingdom for the first day and they absolutely fall in love with the fireworks and happily ever after and seeing Tinkerbell fly. And the next day you go to Epcot and midway through the day, your child realizes they're not going to see Tinkerbell fly today because that's at magic kingdom, not at Epcot. And they begin to have a yep. meltdown. So if you have that park hopper option, you can go back and make sure that your child sees Tinkerbell fly every night if that's what you want to do. So yeah. Uh, the and price point for uh, yeah, the, the price point on adding the park hoppers, I don't think it's that crazy anymore. Um, it, no. It's typically less than a hundred dollars per ticket for the length of your stay. Eighty dollars after tax or something like that. So yeah, depending on the number of days, I think it changes a little bit. Yeah. So it's yeah. like seventy-five, eighty-five um, dollars, but that's for the whole ticket. So if you're there for five or seven days, it's you know eighty-five dollars plus tax or so to uh, don't quote us on the numbers off the top of our head, but uh, yeah. to to be able to um, have that opportunity, it, it you know it's you're looking at twenty bucks a day to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, it's it's really not that crazy, uh, but something to no, think about. It's a great option for those who have older teenagers that parents not not teenagers I guess, but uh, young adults, um, those that can be trusted on their own. That I would say maybe Late have a driver's teens. license or above something. Yeah. yeah. Um, where, you know, they may want to split up and go to, you know, a different park, um, something like that. It, it's a great option because Magic Kingdom may not be for them. They want to go, may want to go to Hollywood Studios, but their five-year-old brother or sister has to go has see to their go favorite, Magic favorite character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I love park hopping, but like I said, it's not for everybody every trip. 
Um, I did speak to a wonderful cast member the other day when I was getting some quotes and, you know, she didn't give me a date or anything like that, but she did say that there's been rumors that park hopping is going to come back sooner than they thought. Mm-hmm. So whether that's this year, early next year, it's a positive step that yes. there's a rumor because rumors have truth to them somewhere, somewhere, they they somewhere. Do. So, um, one other uh, thing I'd like to point out about those, um, hopper tickets. So, um, if you are, especially if you're a frequent traveler to Disney world, uh, most people who travel quite a bit, love the park hopper ticket to be able to, um, you know, go into Hollywood studios for the day and then go over to Epcot and have a nice meal at one of the restaurants. Um, there's some cool things to be said about that. And then there's a lot of other fun, um, sort of not Disney sanctioned things that are out there in, um, in the world that people like to do. So for example, um, doing all four parks in one day, some people just want to go and do, you know, a certain attraction in each park for the day and say one, one e-ticket attraction at each park. park. So you did, you know, um, Soarin' at uh, Epcot and you did, um, you know, Big Thunder Mountain at Magic Kingdom and you did, um, you know, Tower of Terror at Hollywood Studios and you did Mount Everest, uh, Expedition Everest over at Animal Kingdom. So, Things like that are a really cool challenge. There's also a mountain challenge out there to be able to ride all the mountains in one day. Um, so there's some really cool things it. out there that that allow those park hoppers that, um, you know, it's a completely different experience when you're out there um, and what you want to do and what your vacation is going to yep. be like. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I've done the uh, four park challenge and the mountain challenge uh, successfully. So, um, but it's because like you said, I've, I've gone so often and, and so many times I don't have to do everything every time so that I try to do something different. And that's just what I did. Um, and that's one of the things we kind of try to do when we're together as agents at our conference and we go, yeah. um, and we have some free times, like let's yeah. run a four park challenge. And, you know, people have t-shirts made and we run and do it. Like it's, it's fun things yeah. to do new ways yeah. to experience so, something. I, I do think um, park hopping, like we said, it's not for everybody, but it can definitely give you some benefits. Um, it is one of the things, like I said, that I cut out if it's a budgetary issue right. and you know you need to save some money somewhere. Um, but my typical, when people ask me how many days in the parks do I need, it, it varies depending on is this your first trip, not your first mm-hmm. trip, you know, things like that. But my standard package is five days in the parks with park hoppers. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the park hoppers would be the first to go. But I like to do five days because I like to do two days at Magic Kingdom and then a day at Hollywood Studios, Epcot, and Animal Kingdom. That should give you, if you do it right, that should give you an afternoon or evening to visit Disney Springs and an afternoon or evening to park hop, depending on how quickly you get through Animal Kingdom and Epcot. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, because those are some where if you have younger children, you may not be at those parks as long as um, some of the others, like at Magic Kingdom or, or, or um Hollywood studios. So, um, and then if you have breaks built in, those are perfect days to visit Disney Springs or park up or uh, resort hop. And I mean, we love resort hopping. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorite things to do. I love, especially art of animation that I think is the best resort to resort hop at because of all the different, um, I guess statues outside. Uh, cool. All the different Figures movie scenes that you get to, yeah. And then the lobby of that resort is just That's incredible cool. with all the handwritten or hand drawn um, characters or uh, screens, sketches. I guess. Mm-hmm. Se- se- yeah, sketches from the scenes of movies um, and early cartoons. So 
Um, that and Polly, I think, are probably my two favorite to uh, resort hop at. We might have Polynesian, to do an episode on resort hopping. Yeah, Polynesian has really got a, a wonderful resort feel. Um, you know, you can go hang out by the pool. There's an outdoor um, bar and lounge. There, You can go sit on the beach by the water and watch the castle across the lagoon. Um, the lobby area really makes you feel like you're in Hawaii. Um, some of the food is amazing at Polynesian. Um, you know, but if you, just because you go and you pick a resort, um, let's say you pick a moderate resort, there's no reason not to go visit some of the other resorts and see what they have to offer. Um, yeah. One of my favorite resorts is the um, Wilderness Lodge. Um, it's a short boat trip from the Magic Kingdom. It's not on the monorail, but it's a short boat trip. Um, that boat trip alone is kind of fun and relaxing to just be able to uh, take a little open air boat uh, over to the resort. And it is all built with these huge pieces of lumber and timber and it's very um, outdoorsy. Um, you know, it's wooden fence railings that look like tree, trees cut out. And um, I love that resort. There's a, a geyser that starts in the lobby and it runs through the wall and out um, to a river that feeds the, the pool. Um, so if you've never seen that, just to go and walk around and um, experience some of those and see some of the restaurants and things at some of the resorts, there's some amazing restaurants at the resorts. Um, many great character meals you can get at some of the resorts too, if you haven't experienced yeah. those. Yeah. So speaking of meals and character meals, um, hey, look at that. <laughs> it leads right into the next thing that we always talk about and is that do we need a meal plan? Um, there's a lot of blogs and a lot of information online that say you do not need a meal plan. And I will agree that you do not need a meal plan every time you go. I will say it's highly suggested to get at least get a quick service meal plan when you go uh, for convenience. Um, resorts, uh, anytime you, you dine at a resort, it does take a lot of time out of your day for the parks because you have to travel to those resorts. Uh, and the same can be said anytime you do a character meal or a sit down table service meal, um, pretty much plan on about an hour at least to do those. So again, how much time is that or how much is that time worth to you um could you be using that to you know ride your favorite ride a couple more times um or is getting princess you know pictures with princesses uh or pictures with stitch or mickey mouse lilo uh you know the winnie the pooh characters you know is that more important to you because some of those things you can only do with a um table service reservation and the best time, the best way to really do that is to have a meal plan because we, we've often find that those meals are pretty on the uh, pricey side for a lot of character meals. So to me, it, it takes the ease off of paying for it a little bit if I've already known that it's in my meal plan and I've already paid for it. So, well, that's one thing too, is that we know um, that when we do get a dining plan, we eat better. Um, yeah. You know, there, there are so many new, um, plant-based food options and healthy food options that have come to the parks. But a lot of people think about going to a theme park and getting burgers and hot dogs and fries or pizza. Um, you know, it's not typically healthy food. Um, but when you get a dining plan and you've, you've prepaid your meals, um, you can pick the slightly more expensive item that you want. If you would rather have that yeah. salmon instead of a burger, you can do that because you, you prepaid for it and it's an option there. Mm -hmm. um, so we found we, we eat better quality food um, when we do yeah. have a dining plan, because when we don't, we get cheap and we, you know, get something and split it. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's well, just things um, to think about. I, 
I agree. Cause you know, I, this is not eating better by any means, but um, we <laughs> always suggest drinking as much water as possible when you're in the Disney parks. Um, however, if I'm paying for my meal, I'm going to ask for a cup of water to go with it, even though I may not want water. If I'm doing a sit down table service meal, I might ask for a Coke or a sweet tea or something like that because it's already included in my price. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. along that line, Brian's not going down this road as much, but I tend to. <laughs> so um, the dining plans have been adjusted. So if you're over the age of 21, you can have a soft drink or beverage, or you can actually include an alcoholic beverage with your meals, um, either the yes. quick service or the table service meals. So I like to have a beer That's when I'm in the park, which again is not one of the healthy options and is not good if you're not drinking water. Um, but I like to have a beer in the park and the beers in the park can run eight to $10. So saves you quite a bit of money. <laughs> yeah. If you add that to your meal, um, you know, the meal plan becomes very, very um, effective. Uh, and if you get those two table service meals a day, you know, I'm talking a beer is eight to $10. Twice, twice have, the beer. Yeah. If you want to have a nice, uh, you know, cocktail, mixed drink, things, those can be, you know, 12, 15, $16. And you can still get those included in your, your meal. So it's a way of um, getting the most bang for your buck out of a dining plan if you have it. Um, yep. we absolutely make a, take advantage of that. So that's just us. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, but it's, it's, you're not the only one. I mean, there's so many people that are, that are thrilled to have that option. Um, so it, it, it does, it can save you money and there'll be people that disagree that meal plans don't save you money, but we've, we've calculated it up. We've, we've saved receipts. We've, you know, it's been researched by our company that oftentimes, yeah, oftentimes you save money. So uh, we have done an episode on uh, the meal plan and character meals. Um, so we will, you know, refer you back to that. Um, but also, I mean, there's there's many benefits of having a meal plan. And most of it is convenience that you don't have to pay for meals as you go. Um, you don't have to carry the cash. Um, you don't have to, you know, have a card with you all the time. You still need to tip. So, you know, take care of your your waiters and waitresses. But your Um, meals are prepaid at that point. So you're not running that, you know, mental calculator in your head. Can I afford, um, you know, the the steak dinner tonight or do I need to get a slice of pizza? Um, What's in my budget? That's taken care of. So it takes some of those things out of your mind when you have them. Um, It's just one of those options too. Yeah. So again, go back and listen to our episode on meal plans to hear all the benefits of having a meal plan. Um, But one thing we, we don't really talk much on that is are you driving or flying and Mm -hmm. if you're driving you can afford to pack some snacks and some food to take down there with you Mm -hmm. Um, but if you're flying it's a lot more difficult and you know at times it depends on which company that you can have some food shipped to your resort Uh, Disney's cracked down on that a little bit um, because it's hard to control people coming in on you know all the time Um, I typically don't pack a whole lot of food when we drive. I think it's honestly a little inconvenient because you have to find somewhere in your car to store it. And then when you get down there, you've got to, you know, does this need to be refrigerated or, you know, whatever. Um, it takes up space in the hotel room. So I, I, we don't really do much. We, we take some drinks and some snacks. Um, but I know there's people that take, you know, sandwich meat and, you know, everything so they can prepare meals to take in the parks with them to save a little bit of money. It's not something I would suggest, honestly. Um, I think it makes it more difficult and more stressful to have another thing to pack to take with you into the park. 
I'm one of those, I prefer just to take my cell phone and my debit card, my, my license and just go. Um, but there's so, a benefit to that too. Like we said, you, you can, there are, um, you can work with us and we'll help you find the um, options to have food delivered to the resort. So one of the yeah. things that I actually like to do is have a case of water or vitamin water or, you know, um, uh, propels those um, waters that are going to help or Gatorade, things like that have that to the resort. So you've got it in your room when you get back at night, um, you know, you've got something to drink or you've got a bottle of water you can take with you when you go out for the day. Um, those are really helpful. And if you actually have um, special food needs or food allergies or anything like that, that um, you need to take food, um, you can pack it or have it delivered to the resort so you could have it in your room as well. So, yeah. uh, you know, there's pluses and minuses to all of it. Um, yeah. We don't tend to and track which when we drive, we don't tend to take a whole lot anyway, um, because usually if we're, if we're eating in the car, it's junk food. Um, we we yeah. tend to get the salty <laughs> stuff when you're in the car on the ride, which is not yeah. what you want when you're going. Um, you know, go for those uh, uh, celery sticks and carrot sticks and apple slices and things like that that are going to yeah. um, help refresh you, uh, especially during the day. Yeah, I will say, you know, even if you don't get a meal plan, get one of the resort mugs. Mm -hmm. um, because you can have that in the morning before you guys head to the park, you can take it in the park with you. You can't refill it, but you can, you know, fill it with water, um, mm -hmm. throughout the day. Or even if you get a Coke or something like that, they will keep it a little cooler, um, than just keeping it in the bottle. And then when you get back to the resort, just fill it up on your way back to the room. And, you know, it, it's definitely worth the, the, the 15, $18. Um, if you, if you're planning on using it, you know, so, and the resorts, all the resorts, um, parks, Universal, Disney, everybody's starting to cut back on single use plastic. So if you have folks that um, need to drink from a straw, having that resort mug with you and being able to pour your drink into the mug that you've got a plastic washable straw is great um, because most of the resorts are no longer providing lids in most cases yeah. or plastic straws. Yeah. They're paper straws. I don't love the paper straws. They work. I don't love no. them. Um, no. So again, if you've got, you know, folks that would prefer to drink out of a straw because they're, they're kids or things like that. Just having that resort mug around that you can refill at a water fountain or um, fill with an ice water with a lid and a straw is godsend. Yeah. Um, another option for people who are debating whether or not they need a meal plan. Um, you know, if you don't want a meal plan, uh, maybe getting a resort with a kitchenette um, so where you can heat up some of those meals that you pack with you or, uh, shop at one of the local stores uh, around. Um, I like the kitchenettes. I don't use them all that often, but it is an option to, you know, we often bring food back to the resort, but there's been so many times we've done that and it's just gone wasted because <laughs> we haven't been able to heat it up. Yeah. So uh, well, most of the time, minor des yeah, minor desserts though. So I just stick them in the refrigerator and just eat them whenever I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> I made it for breakfast the next day. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, but it is an option for those that you uh, have kids that often don't finish a meal, but you've paid 15, 20 bucks for it um, to take it back and, and reheat it up if you need to. Not every room has a microwave. So um, to having the kitchenette is, is a definite benefit to you. Um, and then if you have a picky eater, um, Alan has mentioned before that they, Disney's gotten a little better about having the healthy eating options. So if you're a vegan, um, you know, if you've got food allergies, there's lots of different options for you available. Um, but then those that have a picky eater, um, you know, you may look at the menus on Disney's website and see, are, we, are you going to have a hard time finding something for your kids to eat? And if so, 
you know, a meal plan may not be worth it, you know, money wise to get because you may be stuck with some meals that you don't get to finish. And then you all of a sudden your, your last day, you're changing in your quick service meals for snacks um, to take home with you. So um, I have a picky eater. Most of the time she ends up getting grilled cheese every time we go somewhere and she eats it. But um, for breakfast, we usually just get the cereal and I feel bad wasting a, you know, quick service or, or not quick, a snack credit on um, fruit loops, but it's something she eats. So, um, but then she eats chicken and, and grilled cheese every time we go to a restaurant. So we have to be careful on which menus we look at when we go. Um, but it's still worth it for us to get a meal plan. So. Yeah. Again, so many choices and so many different options and things that are out there for you. Um, it, it goes back to that, you know, very beginning, what's your expectations and what do you want? Um, if you're a foodie um, and you love to have a good meal, absolutely recommend a food plan, um, dining plan. Yes. Uh, if you are very light eaters and um, you don't think you're going to get through a whole meal, um, it might not be for you. There's again, so many choices in there. Um, but that's the kind of things we will talk to you about and kind of help um, find some, find out some more of that information so we can make the best suggestions for you. Yep. Uh, moving on, some of the other things we want to talk about are fast passes. So while fast passes are not available at the moment um, for Disney, um, they're, they're going to be coming back, we believe. Um, there's a whole lot of uh, detail put into the fast passes. So they're going to be coming back. We totally expect that. Um, yep. But finding out what fast passes are available, what rides are available for your child um, if you're taking children or if you're not taking children, or um, if you tend to be um, a little fluffier person. Um, I tend to be a little fluffier myself quite often when we go. Um, so knowing uh, any type of attractions that you might have um, you know, difficulty with for one reason or another. Um, that's definitely something to ask your travel planner about. Um, some of the things we want to make sure you're aware of, and if you have small children, most people know this anyway, um, but make sure you measure your children before you go. How tall are they? Um, and, and find the, that because, you know, we have height, height restrictions for all the different attractions. So we can tell you which ones your child can go on before you get there. So you don't set an expectation of, hey, let's go to Big Thunder Mountain. It's going to be your first roller coaster and you get there and they're not tall enough to go. Um, we don't want to set you up for a letdown like that. So make sure you measure your children um, and let us know and we will help you um, along those lines. You also know your children and you know whether um, something that's a little faster is going to terrify them or something that is a little bit dark is going to terrify them. You know, there are several dark rides at um, Disney. Um, Finding Nemo, um, the the ride that you go through and Epcot at the land, um, has a couple dark spots. So, you know, being aware of that Q. before you get there and let them know. Um, you know, the, the Haunted Mansion. extremely dark. Yeah, the queue there is dark. Um, it's be, like being underwater in a lot of ways. You go through the beach and then underwater. Um, but there's some dark spots in there. You know, Haunted Mansion is not for every kid. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny, happy haunts, but... You know, some not kids are mine. like, absolutely not. <laughs> Blaine, um, Blaine so, will not ride it. Still? <laughs> so, yeah. Nope. That's, that's terrifying. Um, so th yeah, things like that to know. We're going to let you know about dark rides and things to, to be aware of out there. Um, you know, and when in doubt, there are so many videos on YouTube. Again, you don't want to spend, you know, months and months and months in, of your life trying to plan and find all these things out for yourself. Um, but if you're not sure about an attraction or something like that, um, YouTube it, Google it. 
Um, there's plenty of attractions that have full ride through videos to give you an idea of what to expect. Sometimes that alone um, will make your child more interested in seeing it. Um, you know, even parts of the Little Mermaid attraction have some kind of dark spots as you go through, you know, but then you come around the corner and, you know, Ariel's there dancing with Flounder, um, you know, and singing along the under the sea makes it better. Um, lot of different options there uh, to keep in mind, but uh, you know, that's what we're here to help you navigate as well. Yeah. Um, I will say when it comes to the fast pass conversation with clients, it is one of the most confusing things to them um, if they've never been because you know, you originally you get three and then you can add one on, you know, after that, as long as they're available and, you know, they just assume that they can fast pass every ride or they only get one fast pass or they have to pay for them. I mean, it's just extremely confusing sometimes for people and, you know, being well, able the to fact that Disney changes the tiers sometimes. So yeah, you could get, you know, one of each of these before now you can only get one of uh, yes, because they've changed the tiers. Yeah, that, that's frustrating to parks. us. Yeah, so um, it makes sense when new attractions come out, but um, yeah, yeah, but that's just, things to be aware of. Yeah, especially when they think they have to pay for it, and then we're like, "No, that's included." And they're like, "Oh my gosh, we love you!" And I'm like, "Well, I didn't do anything. I just, you know, told you what Disney's already told you." <laughs> so <laughs> we we just explained um, it a little better sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say when you, when you're watching the ride videos on YouTube, a lot of times the dark rides don't come through very well. So you may have mm -hmm. to watch a couple of different versions, um, or just check to see which ones have been rated the highest. Um, yeah. and then you mentioned measuring your kids. Um, I will say our kitchen door has, you know, several different years of measurements mm -hmm. on it. That's for Disney only. Like that's, that's the only reason why we measure our kids. And then on, on top of that, make sure you measure them in different shoes because right. if you're going to go in a park one day in these shoes and then you change shoes and go the next day, they may be half an inch or, you know, an inch shorter. And all of a sudden they don't, they, they're not able to ride something. So that has actually happened sounds, to me yeah. when I worked at big thunder mountain in the past. So there was a young um, boy that came through. He was so excited. He was dressed as a cowboy um, he was having a blast in Frontierland and, and Big Thunder Mountain, and he was just tall enough to ride. Um, and they came back on their last day to do Big Thunder Mountain again, and he was wearing tennis shoes. He didn't have his cowboy boots on, and he was about a half an inch too short. And even though we recognized him and know he'd been on the ride, he didn't meet the requirement at that point, yeah. and there wasn't a whole lot we could do. So that's a, an excellent tip. Check different yeah. shoes. And, and, you know, we've mentioned before, we don't want to give away all of our tips, but um, that's one that I feel like a lot of people overlook. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also, we, we don't suggest sending kids or walking around Disney in the fancy sandals or cowboy boots like that kid. <laughs> uh, I, I can only imagine. Not unless they're well broken in. Yeah. I, was, I can only imagine how uncomfortable that was. Especially the little girls in the princess dresses, walking around on those plastic high heels. I, I just, it hurts me to watch. So <laughs> we always put Abigail in our tennis shoes because we know we're going to be walking around, you know, at least two, three, four, five miles that day. Um, depending on That's which a park short walking day. And everything. Yep. Yeah. You don't so, realize how much walking you do at the parks, but you do. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and that, that's you know, right along that line too. I will tell what, a, like, again, this is just, it seems like common sense, but it's not. Um, don't buy new shoes for your trip and not wear mm -hmm. them until you get on your trip. 
because um, yeah. after the one day you will have blisters on blisters and blisters from breaking in new shoes. Um, so when my mom used to take us to Disneyland as kids, um, she always bought new outfits and new shoes and we weren't allowed to touch them until we got to the parks. Um, so I kind of think maybe <laughs> it was her torture. It's like, I'm taking you to Disney, but you're going to be paying for it with your feet all day too. Um, I don't know if she planned it or not, but yeah, if you want good shoes to go to the park, get them and break them in and wear them before you go to Disney. Um, don't keep them in the box and break them out right before you go. Um, not, not your best idea (laughs) when your feet are miserable, you're going to be miserable. Yeah. The rest. And then everybody around is going to be miserable. Yeah, absolutely. Great tip. Uh, well, so the last option that we, well, it's not the last option, but it's the last one we're going to go over um, as far as optionable things you can add to your vacation that we always ask people is, you know, what are your thoughts on a memory maker? Uh, we have expressed multiple times on ours, you know, that, that our opinion is you have to get a memory maker. Um, yeah. There's just so many reasons why, and again, we, we've, we, we've done an episode on it, so we won't, we won't dive into that. We'll ask you to go back and listen to it, but it's just, it's a convenience thing. Um, you know, you get better pictures most of the times you're able to be in the picture yourself, mm-hmm. uh, especially now with the social distance. Yeah. With the social yeah. distancing now, like you can't just ask a stranger, Hey, can you take a picture of us and our family? Like you, I mean, you can, I guess, but it's, is it, is it safe to do? Is it, um, ethical, I guess at this point in time to do, but you know, if you get one of the cast members to do it, then they can just, take it with their picture, send it to your memory maker and there's it's contact free. So yeah. Um, and on that line right now, um, the cast members are not allowed to take your phone and take a picture for yeah. you at the moment, um, yeah. just for health and safety reasons. Um, if you haven't heard, typically our cell phones are one of the germiest things we carry around. Um, there's plenty of stories about that. So um, especially right now, uh, memory maker makes total sense. Get everybody because you know, there's not as many people around, but um, cast members are really not allowed at the moment for you to hand them your phone and have them take a picture of you and hand the phone back um, yeah. just for the health and safety of the cast and everyone around them. So but I'm you, throw that you, out you get too. your, you get your ride photos, you get your castle photos, you get your main street photo, um, you get your magic shots. I mean, there's just so many options. And right now I've even heard stories of cast members kind of having fun with the whole mask thing. And, you know, telling stories about like, say cheese or give me a grumpy face or, you know, and <laughs> everybody has the same face on because they have a mask on. You can't tell right. what they're, you know, what they're doing underneath of it. So, um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's another opportunity for cast members to show their uh, authenticity and their creativeness and, and just say, you know, be more lively with the guest um, when they're taking these pictures. And so I, I'm, going to be interested to see what kind of magic shots we have or not magic, just uh, memory maker shots that we have when we go. Um, but it's definitely and practice poses on. practice yeah. poses before you go. What do you, you know, how do you want to pose as a family? Come up with different ways to stand instead of we all just stand here in a line with our arm around each other. Um, come up with fun poses and things you can do. Um, yeah. Dorothy, who's I'm been practicing on our, my, I'm practicing my smoldering. So, <laughs> and Dorothy, who's been on our podcast before, um, was down at Disney recently and she got a great picture of her family um, kind of doing a totem pole. You all stand together in a line and each person, the first person stands up straight and each person leans to the right or the left alternating as you go through and you get kind of a fan of people. There's some great shots like that and things you can do. Um, 
you know, come up with those different fun poses and be ready before you go and know, you know oh, what are we going to yep. do this pose? What are we going to do this time? Um, it, it makes it so much more fun. You get some really cool shots. Can't yeah, say enough about Memory can, Maker. Worth every penny. No, if you can afford, if you can afford the one sixty nine uh, before you go, it's one ninety nine after you travel. But if you can afford it, the one sixty nine is definitely worth it. So, and so I might almost in that case, if it came down to budget, Park Hopper or Memory Maker, I would stick with the Memory Maker over the Park Hopper. Yeah, I, I probably would too. So yeah, the the memories you get are just amazing and like so we've talked about that in another episode um so feel free to go back and listen to that one again too if you want some more of our fun tips um but absolutely memory maker all the way yeah oh uh, again i'm really excited for this series um you know we're we started this week with just a generic um how you and i approach vacations for our clients um but i'm really you know ready to dive into uh, all the different different dynamics of families and, you know, diverse uh, clients that we serve and, and, and all the different opportunities we have. Um, I'm looking forward to the guests that we're coming on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, hopefully we're going to have Jody on, we're going to have summer back. Um, and we're looking at having Mike Carnes, who is an original um, gears member uh, on, um, and, you know, it's just several guests that we, you know, we really enjoy talking to. So it's going to be, fun having them on um, and bring their perspectives so all, of their family units. Yeah. Cause we've got, you know, members that are in these different types of family travel units so they can bring their personal yeah. experience to it. Cause they're, they're all going to be different than us. Um, I mean, I have a boy and girl with two kids. Um, you go by yourself. You have that luxury of not having to worry about anybody, you know, not by no yourself, kids, yeah. but I mean, yeah. yeah. No so kids, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know you've gone with your, uh, your, your nieces and nephews, but um, and my, you can mom, leave my them. mom travels with us a lot, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, he's a big kid too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, they're all different than us. So it's going to be great to hear their perspectives and I, and I can't wait. Uh, absolutely. But, you know, so, but we want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. Uh, we hope that you stick with us all the way through. Um, because like I said, we're going to have something for everybody and, um, somewhere along the line, we're going to be talking about you and your situation. And uh, we always love hearing your thoughts. Um, send us your comments. Send us any questions that you might have as far as what we can talk about on the uh, the episode. Um, so if you have all boys, we want to know what you know. What, what are your thoughts? What are your questions? Um, you have a mixed family. You have a kid with special needs. We want to know your concerns. Um, you travel with grandparents all the time. You know, we we want to know what you guys think. Um, we love seeing the comments. We we would really want more of them. Uh, we really love having the engagement. And um, again, I, I'm, I'm excited. Next episode, we're going to be having uh, traveling with small children uh, with Jody as of right now. So hopefully we can keep that and Jody can come on. Um, Jody's another person with a lot of energy and a lot of bubbliness. So looking forward to that. And um, yeah, just excited, man. Yeah. Uh, and if you want more information on EARS, our podcast, or um, either of us, you can find us on the web at www.gearspodcast.com. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Facebook is at Gears Podcast. Uh, Instagram and Twitter is actually at, at Gears underscore podcast. There's a lot of different ways to find us there. Um, you know, from our website, you can find uh, Brian's direct information or my direct information. Um, if you had questions about anything, you wanted to reach out to us, um, feel free to let us know. Uh, definitely enjoy hearing from you. We like hearing your comments and 
you know, if you have anything that we can do to help you um, on your vacation, feel free to let us know. And so like usual, um, we're going to end the episode with a quote. And uh, this is actually one of my favorite quotes. Um, uh, so the quote is, life's like a movie, write your own ending, keep believing, keep pretending. Um, and that's from Jim Henson and Kermit from the song at the end of the original Muppet movie. So it is, it life is like a movie, write your own ending, write your own travel vacation, write your own travel story. Um, keep believing, keep pretending, go pretend with somebody. Um, just because you're an adult doesn't mean you can't go pretend and have a great time. Um, you're going to see some really crazy things from us when we get to Disney in October. So, um, that's part of the fun. And and that's one thing I just kind of want to say, I mean, it is your vacation. So, you know, make it what you want. Um, if you want to go out there and dress like a pirate, dress like a princess, dress, yeah, it's your vacation. Go do it. Um, you know, as far as, you know, our, our trip in October, um, we're going to be posting a lot of stuff on our Facebook page about the trip in October, about some upcoming things. Um, we're going to do some more things to get in, you know, to, to get you guys to interact with us as far as what would you rather do Wednesdays? Um, some more turn back the clock Tuesdays where we post a, an episode that you might've missed. Um, lots of things coming. Um, I'm working on t-shirts for, Alan and I, um, and then maybe even potentially to sell off to listeners if, um, if we can figure that part out. So you guys can buy some <laughs> gears, gears merchandise. Um, and at the beginning, we'll, we'll probably give some away to some listeners who interact Absolutely. and, um, maybe do some, some drawings and some trivia or something like that to, um, just to show you guys that we appreciate you tuning in and listening to each episode. So. Yep. All right. Thanks for tuning in guys. We look forward to uh, having you guys listen in on the other episodes. Yep. Have a great Looking one. Forward to it. Thank you, guys.